What's cracking, everybody? How are you? It's EC Radio time. You can follow along on all Disruption Network social media platforms, Twitter, Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, all those social media. And then it's wrapped up into a nice little podcast that you can listen to at your discretion, at your leisure, at DisruptionNetwork.net, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. We're pretty much everywhere. We got you surrounded, yo. Before we get into anything, much love to my sponsors, EJA Moving Services, the professional movers. When you're ready to move and relocate, Kate, hit up Eddie and his fine staff over at EJA Moving at 315-335-0516, ejamoving.com. There is no task that they can't handle. They'll even drive your car down to Florida. If you're one of those snowbirds and you want to get your car to Florida, they do car transport. They'll move your grandmother into a nursing home. They'll move a piano. They'll move gym equipment. They'll do pretty much anything. Call them today. Tell them Uncle Z sent you. 315-335-0516. Also, much love to my attorney, Dave Longaretta. If you need legal help, give them a call today at 315-735-6162. Shout out to my peeps over at Utica Coffee. I love you guys. Thank you so much for keeping me hydrated here on EC Radio and everybody here at the D. And also, speaking of keeping hydrated, Saranac does that for us too, so check them out, saranac.com. Also, real quick before we do get into anything, hang on. Hang on. New Disruption Network merchandise, people. That's right. We got t- this is a nice little woman's T-shirt. You can put my D on your back, ladies. That's it. Put my D on your back anytime you want. You can walk around with my D. I know you would love to walk around with my D. We've got Disruption Network merchandise. We got hats. We got T-shirts, women's T-shirts, hoodies, all that stuff. Slide in my DMs or go over to our website, disruptionnetwork.net, and you can find a link to our brand new merch store. So shout out to our friends over at Seasonal Sports. Shout out to my friend Nick Piccinini for joining me today. How are you, bud? It's great to see you. Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing all right. You know, as well as could be expected throughout this Corona coaster that we're living in, right? Corona, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's it, what it is. So many highs and lows. Yeah, and I don't knows. And and I don't knows. Right. The uncertainty is what's really, really getting to me as well. Yep. I mean, and it looks like we might be heading on another freaking lockdown. Yep. But let's not talk about that. We're here to talk music. That's a great, great uh, opening to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to see you, my friend. Everything going good. How was the tour with the Yonder? You guys did great. a couple dates, right? Yeah, we did a handful. I think it was maybe 11 shows. And yeah. it went really well. It was a lot of drive-ins and outdoor, anything outdoors, you know, that we could do. And it was, it was fun. We had a really good time. We had some great turnouts. And yeah. You know, I, I've been wanting to ask... Some of these artists that have been playing the drive-ins, like what's the vibe? I mean, other than and I've worked a couple of them, yeah. And so I know what it entitles, right? But what's the vibe for the artist to have these cars parked and there's no really like upfront dancing on a barricade type of thing? It's more spread out, of course, because of the social distancing. But how does that feel? Is like a lack of energy, or is the energy still there for you? I mean, it is a lack of energy from what we're used to, but I think it was surprisingly. Uh, energetic. I mean, it really, you felt more connected than I, I think any of us really thought we would. Yeah. It, uh, it worked, it worked pretty well, actually, you know, people, uh, with the honk and the horns, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and you can just, you know, there's sometimes I think energy doesn't always come through like applause or like screaming. It, it's also just when you look out and you can see that people are enjoying it and, uh, and the overall vibe was just that people needed it, you know. Indeed. Like so badly. Um, so that, yeah, it was great. It really was. Yeah. I, I was surprised. Did you guys cover any car-related songs? <laughs> no, we didn't no. do that. 
Nope. No, baby, you can drive my car. No, none of that. <laughs> no. no. Adam has a... He's, his favorite thing through all of this has been the, is the song Corona that we do. And he just always wants to play it. <laughs> We're like, dude, we got you know, to give a little rest on the, on the Corona. Yeah. But, no more Corona. <laughs> Please stop with the Corona. <laughs> yeah. No, but, co- no car stuff, though. But it, now were you guys playing in, because here we are in, in the middle of fall, heading into winter right now. Was it freezing on stage for you? Were you playing under heat? Was like What was the vibe that uh, weather-wise? Um, when we were out west, it was a little cool. A yeah. couple of the nights. Um, the one night we did, uh, they do this thing, Cosmic Bowling League, which is like the band opens up for itself as an alter ego. Oh, okay. And we're all, it's kind of like, like really hillbilly, deep south, um, America type stuff. America, yeah, right. And like the, so, the <laughs> bass player Ben, he uh, he had like short shorts on and like a spiked mullet kind of thing. But so he was a little nervous about the short shorts because it was it was really it was pretty chilly that one night. But for the most part, uh, we were we were down south and stuff, so it wasn't too bad. But now it's kind of like well, the only way we could do an outdoor show would really be to go somewhere warm. Mm-hmm. Or like you'd have to get some huge, huge heaters. Yeah. So yeah, because here we we did a show recently with the Disco Biscuits, and it was freezing outside. But normally on Where a Halloween that? night at uh, Lafayette, the Apple Fest. Oh, okay. And normally on a Halloween night, there's no way we're outside. It's all no. inside. It's yeah. always an indoor show. So I was kind of wondering the vibe of the weather. Yeah. For that, it too. wasn't too bad. That was back in what? When was that? Mid October. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a little warmer. So have you been an official member for Yonder Mountain Stream Bank for like a year now, right? January. January. It was like January 1st, uh-huh. 2nd, I think, was my first show. Was it? Yeah. What's that call like? You get that call from those guys. What are you thinking? Um. Well, it was it was kind of a gradual thing, but even like getting the, the call to do the fill-ins that I did, mm-hmm. um, it was just kind of like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's... That's about all that was going through my brain. Yeah. What? Was Yonder Mountain on your radar before all this, too? No. I no? mean, I I think we ran into them with Floodwood. We we played, like, the same festival once. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That, that was, was it. That was my experience with them. That's it. And that's how they saw you? No. No. Uh, no, they found me through Allie, the fiddle player. Oh, um, Allie Carl? Yep. Who's an amazing talent, by the way. Yeah, she's awesome. She is awesome. But, uh, yeah, so we met her through Floodwood, through Mo and all that stuff out at summer camp mm-hmm. um, a few years ago. And so I got to know her, and we just kind of stayed in touch a little bit. And one day I got a random text like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Good. Do you by any chance play mandolin? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, you know. And then uh, she's like, well, send a video and and let's, you know, just show us what you can do. And I did that, and they liked it enough. I guess it didn't suck completely, and... I don't know, the rest is history. <laughs> like yeah, no it's kinda kinda crazy. It it's when I think about it, I'm like all the ways that you think that you might get, you know, your big break or whatever and get to do something bigger than what you're doing already. You you have like these pictures, these dreams, these ideas of like how it's gonna go, and then all of a sudden it goes a completely different way. But you end up somewhere that's cooler than you ever thought you'd you'd you know, a place that you'd ever be. So mm-hmm. yeah. Amazing, man. I, it's weird. Yeah. Is it weird? Yeah. I mean, you're it's, on the bigger stage. And not that that Floodwood wasn't, but it's a little bit, a couple levels higher than a Floodwood. Yeah. You know, I mean, Yonder Mountain's been 
they play Red Rocks. They play all these big venues. Yeah. You know, it's a it's the bigger stage, man. Yep. What was your first show with them? What was that? Was what was the feeling that day? The first show, I don't even remember what the first show was. I remember the second show. But do you remember the feeling like walking out on that? Yeah, stage? I think. Yeah, the feeling was that it, it, I was underwater, like like just <laughs> completely like beside myself, like I was watching myself, you know, uh-huh. like oh yeah, this is really happening, and it just. That whole tour blew by. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it was over, you know? So. I remember Allie when she was playing in Cornmeal. That was a fun band. Yep. Cornmeal was a fun band. Yep. And so last year, was it? Yeah, it was last year, the Paper Mill Island show when you guys got the bus stuck on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Me and I Red wasn't driving. Just, yeah, I know you I, weren't driving. I feel driving. like we should say that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Red and I, we, we were running that show and, and we were both late. We were coming from Utica. We were only like five, ten minutes late. But uh, the owner of the hotel didn't block out your area, and there was all these cars parked, so the bus driver had no idea where he was going. And here's this big old bus trying to pull onto that bridge, which is the smallest bridge. Nobody could get a vehicle on it. You could barely get a vehicle on it. I mean, sometimes we got to pull different to transport gear yeah. and stuff like that. But you can't get a bus on that bu- on that bridge whatsoever. And that thing was just, like, stuck. And <laughs> But your bus driver pulled through, and, man, that was pretty – I'll never forget that. And then – so – and the reason why I bring this up because that was the first time I realized that like you had something special with those guys and, and yeah you, like you were yeah I a remember puzzle piece for, I remember you being like what are you doing what the here? hell are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get a new gig <laughs> they don't know it yet <laughs> well you also do follow Muse right you're still with our, my boy Nate and Josh right yeah you're still doing that now yep. that a lot of that's your music right yeah I I well. Starting out, I had written all these songs, and I needed a way to get them out, and uh, kind of just uh, an outlet for my stuff. And and uh, they, over time here, Josh and Nate have slowly <laughs> taught me that okay, we're gonna get together, and then we're gonna have more of like a collaborative kind of thing. And uh, it's been it's been really cool. Yeah, yeah. So so now it's hard to say. Like I I'd usually bring like an idea. And then it just kind of grows wings and takes off, mm-hmm. you know. But they're really good for that stuff. Like those those guys have they've been doing it so long that way that it works really well. Nate's a monster drummer, and Josh is just an all around great musician too. Yeah. And they're both just tremendous people. Yeah. Have they taught you? They must have taught you a bunch of new shit. I'm sure you're teaching them a bunch of new shit too, <laughs> because they're more in the rock and heavy metal realm. Absolutely, yeah. They they have had me listening to stuff that I never would listen to. Like what? Oh, jeez. Well, like uh, Thrice. Oh, okay. Like I had no idea who this band was, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm listening to Thrice and trying to cover a Thrice song, and like, <laughs> and we were doing it too for a while there with with banjo, and even like, like this is gonna sound really silly, but like Phil Collins, like I hadn't really listened to any Phil Collins stuff, mm-hmm. and then they're like, well, we gotta do in the air tonight. I'm like, okay, what is it, you know? And I listen to it. Are you sure? Yeah, we got, it's going to be great. And then we try it and we do it with banjo. And, and all of a sudden it takes a different twist and, and I'm like, oh, you were right, you know? So it's been, it's been really cool. I know your upbringing. I'm surprised that you never heard In the Air Tonight no. prior to, because I mean, that's a legendary song. I know. Yeah. Uh, working with Yonder recently, we had, uh, actually, it's going to be coming out in a few days, just a new video for the Facebook. And it's a Bob Dylan tune. 
I don't know. I guess there, it, there you go. Um, and Adam was like, you've never heard this? I'm like, no. I'm like, what would you, th-? like, you know how I grew up, like under a freaking rock. Like, I don't know. There's not much I know. And the stuff that I, I do know is so obscure and weird that nobody else knows it. So kind of on my own little island. You're on your own little island. Do they make fun of you for all this though? Like, I, I get nonstop. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You get ribbed a lot. Yeah, Josh and Nate especially. Uh huh. Those two. I love you guys. <laughs> they can be relentless though. <laughs> yeah. I love them too, man. Great, great bunch of guys, and they're part of my brotherhood. You know, yeah. that's what I love about this area is there's just such a tight knit musical brotherhood going on around here, and you know, and and you've seen it. I mean, yeah. If you think about it, you're kind of still in my eyes a little bit new to the scene. I mean, around Utica, you mean? Yeah, for sure, yeah. man. Um. Because, like, when did Floodwood start? In, like, 2014, maybe? That sounds right. Yeah, about 2014? Yeah, like, it might have been a little before that. Before? Th- oh, actually, oh, did you ever play the Electric Cup? What year are we in? T- t- I, don't, I don't know what year <laughs> we're in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it might have, yeah. It's been 2020 for, like, eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I know, that's that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play the Electric Company, though? Yes. Oh, you did? Okay. So Once. So at least 2012 then. So it's been yeah. like eight years. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So, because I closed the doors in 2012. There you go. So, okay. So That's some least... hardcore math we just did. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's been eight years of 2020. <laughs> so it's been like, you've been around for like 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a teenager now. <laughs> I can drive. All right. So in my eyes, you're still kind of new to the scene, but the, like right now, there's just such a great, and, and it has been developing for the last couple of years, just this great communal brotherhood of just supportive musicians helping one another and it's great to see it never used to be like that at all no no i mean in the 90s it was very competitive Uh, and uh and i think it was getting that way there was this brotherhood forming way before the corona coaster hit but now that we're in the middle of the corona coaster it's been real tight and like people are sharing each other's streams and supporting each other, buying each other's merch. And it's it just, it's awesome. It's great to see. I want to see more of that. Yeah. In fact, I want to see a one big old like local music festival. Once this all comes back, That'd everybody be. just to get together. One to great powers activate and let's just party. Yeah. You know, let loose. Yeah. Let loose. How did you come on the board of Floodwood? Brady saw you somewheres and, and that's how that happened. Were you playing with Brady before Floodwood? <laughs> I think that he and I had done a couple of a couple of gigs maybe together or I I'd, I'd been you know what I had done I think that's when I played the the electric company was yeah it was like a wooden spoon variation of some sort and uh and so he and I were just kind of in touch and then when when Al was like you know hey I want to do a band thing at Modown They've got an open slot that we need to fill. And that was kind of what spurred the whole thing. It was like a last minute decision to do it. And, and Jay was just like, Hey, you know, I need you for this. And I was like, okay, cool. It's just going to be a weekend. Then we did the weekend and it went well. And then next thing I knew we were doing like mini tours and you know, that's in, at least in my mind, that's how it it happened. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you at the time? Uh, 20. 20. Yeah, you 20, were still... 21. You're green, man. Right. Oh, that's another way to do the math. Uh, I think I was 21, so it's been nine years. Nine years, gotcha. 10 years. Uh, wait, I'm 31. Oh, okay. Holy crap. See? Oh, well, man. you've been 31 for the last eight that years. That hurt. Yeah, for the last eight 
<laughs> that hurt to say. Wow. Yeah, it goes by fast, my all friend. Right, all right. It definitely goes by fast. Nate's checking in. He's saying Nick's our little brother. We got to pick on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, the little brother. I know he could beat me up. Oh yeah, so fast. Yeah. Nate- <laughs> What an amazing drummer. And and shout out to his company, too, Stoneworks Concrete, Stonework Artisan Concrete. He made that bar right there. That bar that's sitting right there. Nice. Yeah, he made that. Incredible. It's on wheels. It's on wheels, too. But I don't think you can actually move that, can you? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's on wheels. We do. We move it from time to time. Nice. Right now, it's just kind of sitting there, but yeah, we've used it a bunch. Is it got a motor on it? No. (laughs) Those those countertops are solid. They are. They're really heavy. It took like five of us to bring it in here one day, but uh, amazing talent, too. Yeah. Amazing talent and a lot of things that he does. I had fun. We, I was jamming with Nate a little bit before the Corona Coaster kicked really? in, and uh, we were having some fun jamming out. So nice. Maybe we get back to doing Are that Are you again. still playing? No, I'm going to turn you this know, around on you now. Y- yeah, it's, that's cool. Um, you know, I'm just starting to get back into it. I, I have zero inspiration until just recently. Yeah. Yeah, till just recently. Um, it really helps. Like, I went through a really dry summer I hope I'm not deviating too much. No, no, let's talk. I went through a really dry summer musically. Like I built a deck and stuff and and my wife kept saying like, why aren't you playing music? And I'm like, I just don't, I'm just not feeling it right now. Like it kind of, it got zapped out of me. Were you depressed? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And, uh, but coming back to a regular practice schedule now and I'm, I'm definitely seeing like how much, you know, she was right. Like it helps my, my mind, you know, it's, really healthy for someone who plays to play yeah so that's good that you're getting back into it. were you taking months off or was it just like a couple weeks or yeah, no it was it was i mean i would touch an instrument maybe once every couple weeks yeah just for a few minutes and then i wouldn't think about it even and i just think because it was hard to think about you know mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird well i mean you know. Well, in the back of your mind, you're probably thinking, like, why am I doing this? Because I'm not going to be able to play any gigs. Yeah. And the only – you can record and practice your chops and stuff. But yeah. ultimately, what you want to do is get back out on the stage. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. It's fun to play for myself, too. But, you know, when there's other things pulling at you, all the house stuff, and you're just like, yeah, well, this is a good opportunity to, to work on the house you know, that I don't normally have, like, I don't normally have this time, so I might as well do that, and, and I don't know, it was a mix of stuff, but, yeah, it does feel really good, like, trying, I've been trying to keep up with it every day, at least for a few minutes, having my hands on an instrument, it just feels good. How many different instruments do you play? Uh, Five. Five? Yeah. Oh, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) That's all, just five. Well, people always ask, like, (laughs) you play piano? I'm like, no. Do you play, you know? Yeah, but you could, because you're well-versed in the string instruments. Yeah, I mean, piano would be the easiest thing to swap over to, but like yeah. when you talk about sax or anything like that or trombone, so it's all string instruments. Yeah, anything with strings is is makes sense. Uh huh. But everything else, I'm like, yeah, forget it. <laughs> A piano's universal though. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind of the same setup. And if you're doing this, you're doing yeah. this. Kind of. And I can't drum. Just ask Vinny Amico. <laughs> <laughs> no drumming for you. No drumming for me. No. No. Speaking of Vinny, I saw that he challenged you to the push-up contest. Yes. Thank you for doing that. It means a lot. Yeah, I was really bad at keeping up with it. No, but, you weren't. You did it, though. I got through. I did make it through the 25 days. Uh-huh. Were you able to get up to 50 push-ups? One time I did it. Did you? Yep. Awesome, man. Yep. 
It's hard. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know, like I think I'm fairly fit. I do exercise every you day. You are fairly. You are in great shape. But I was like, yeah, no way. They call, is- <laughs> even though it's Nikki Strings, they should be calling you Nikki Abs. <laughs> it doesn't have the same range. No, it doesn't. No, yes, but <laughs> fifty push-ups is no easy task. It's not though. a joke. Oh, I really was surprised actually, because um, I I also do push-ups uh-huh. like regularly, but maybe like a set of ten or maybe twenty. Yeah. You know? Mixed in with other stuff, so it's the same thing with Vinny when I challenged him to do in the push-ups. Oh, it was you? Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Actually, I got challenged by two people, so I combined the two. I got challenged by two people on the same day. So, you, so you did a hundred then? No, I oh. no. What, they were both twenty-five a piece. Oh, so I'm like I might as well just combine the two, and both causes oh. were kind of like they were all kind of all under one umbrella, anyways. So I'm like, might as well just combine the two. So I challenged Vinny because I'm like, if anybody could do it, Vinny could do it because I know he does push-ups every day. But he's like, yeah, but I don't bang out 50 at a time. He goes, I do 20 <laughs> here, 20 there, 20 here, 20 there. I don't nice. do 50 in a row. But it, he was uh, he was up for the challenge, and he did a great job, too. Yeah. And and a lot of people, you know, if Vinny's challenging you, those people that he's challenging are like, oh, I got to do them because Vinny challenged me. Yeah, yeah, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is... I have a feeling without, you know, before the first time I was like, I have a feeling that there's no way <laughs> I can do 50 right, right now. You know, uh-huh. I'm like, I really don't know how many I can do, but I feel like Vin is going to uh, use this as a way to, you know, bust my balls. And, uh, and he, he did. He didn't actually. <laughs> no, he didn't. no, I was really surprised. And kind of afterwards, I was almost disappointed that he didn't. Yeah. You know, because... Because he was just trying to be nice. At one time, I had the whole band doing it. All of Mo was doing it at one time. But I think Rob like separated his shoulder in the middle of doing one. Or he oh, did, probably, yeah. It, it, like Al did one one day, and he's like, I don't do push-ups. I'll run. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you can go run. That's cool. Nice. But yeah, at one time, like the whole band was doing it. So it was cool. That's Shout cool. out to everybody that did it, man. It was really cool. I'm going to actually challenge, and I'm going to... Trying to get the inspiration again, man. I, I kind of I don't want to fall back into the funk. Yeah, and and it's so easy to do that. And and I haven't really exercised in about a month, but I'm I, I'm gonna maybe start up another challenge. But it's not a push up challenge. It's gonna be something a little different. So I'll, I'll the way you, you just smiled, I will put you on that list. Oh great, <laughs> just made me scared again. <laughs> hey, my buddy Carlo Russo checking in. He says entertainers need to entertain people. It's not the same when you're sitting in a room all alone. And he's right about that, man. Yeah. Have you done some live streams by yourself, like maybe sitting inside your house with, did, on your iPhone or whatever? I did one. Yeah, I did one, and you know, people are after me. You know, people in my family or friends are like, "You should just be streaming more." And I'm like, "Yeah, I should be." You yelled at me back when this all started. Like, I did. Why don't you get out there and do it? And I think that was why I did the one. Because <laughs> I yelled at you. <laughs> so I'm better at push-ups than I am at streaming, apparently. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. That's a trip, like, to sit there and just stare at a screen. And, and I mean, like, this is so much easier, you know, because we can work off of each other. But just looking at that screen by yourself and and acting like people are paying attention is Really something. It is. And you get a little feedback, which is good, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This winter, I think, is going to be... Definitely, I'm going to have to be stepping up my game with that. Just to take your mind off of shit, bro. That's the thing. And give me something to, like, focus on musically. Mm -hmm. You know, that and recording. Yeah. Do you have recording capabilities? Uh, I just bought a new mic. And, like, yeah, I'm slowly slowly setting up a a studio situation in my house, so... Mm -hmm. That's kind of the that's the goal. 
nowadays I feel like it's a necessity, especially for musicians that yeah. are constantly playing professional musicians yeah. such as yourself. Like it's a necessity to have some sort of recording apparatus sitting around the house so you can just you get an idea in your head, click record and go. Right. You know, and, and it feeds your creative soul as well. Yep. Yeah. And I've always enjoyed uh as a as a multi instrumentalist, it's fun to be able to multi track. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to practice all of the instruments. Like you can just work on a song, and that gives you a great, you know, a great way to to get through all the instruments. Practice playing along to a band, essentially, which is you, you know, right. And kind of, and then be able to listen back and and also kind of critique your playing and, and figure, you know work on stuff. So it's it's good for a lot of different reasons. You could also take it a step further and and. Get a GoPro and and videotape yourself too as you're playing all these different instruments and cause people want to see the visual aspect of things yep. too these days. Yep. Yeah. Get a GoPro and record yourself playing all these different instruments and put it together in a nice little montage video or something. I know. I'm gonna have to go back to school for this. <laughs> Wait a minute. I never went to school. <laughs> I didn't. No, I know you were homeschooled, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and never went to college. So. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to go to school. Your college was Floodwood. That was your college. Yeah, right? That was. Jeez. <laughs> it was. It must have been like a whole eye-opening experience for you when you first joined Floodwood and like you're getting introduced to like the Mobit fan base because they're very loyal and they're awesome people, but yep. they travel in packs. Yeah. They, they travel and, it, and it's just a large contingency of fans that they have. And from when, you know, when they have these side projects, these people follow them yep. all over the place. So that must have been, what was that experience like for you the first time getting out there with Floodwood? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> as far as what you're you're saying right now, like about people following the band and stuff, I'm like, I I didn't know that like you could... I, I could do this. I could like go follow a band and just like spend a summer like just seeing shows. Like this is amazing. What a way to live, you know. So it was very eye opening, and and then just the things, the recreational things. That <laughs> There's lots of like lots of fun being had that I never knew, you know, existed. Mm-hmm. So you're right. That was kind of my college. When I really when I think about it, first time I ever had corn liquor. Really? Yeah, like actual moonshine, like straight moonshine. Yeah. It, was it your first beer too? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. Okay, <laughs> no. But yeah, that's that's really interesting. It's all making sense now. <laughs> yeah. You went to Floodwood University. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I would really love to see Floodwood get back together and get you in there. I, I always felt like you and Brady were like cosmic soul brothers you know musically i agree um and and i would really love to see you guys put your differences aside and and just uh and get back to it you know yeah. and, and i love jay to death he's one of my brothers and you know and i love you as well and i really think that you guys should amend you know come together and, and start playing again because what you guys had was really special it was really special. Not e- not even just not at the Floodwood aspect of things. Just when you guys were doing Nick and Jay, Jay and Nick, and it's just watching you guys. You know, it was almost like you guys were joined at the hip. Yeah. And uh, to see you guys play and perform out there, you guys were rocking crowds all over the place. And uh, hopefully, you guys can put your differences aside and, and put it. And I know you would like to, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that we will. Yeah. If you could reach out to Brady right now, what would you tell him? I'd say let's let's go do it. Let's do it, man. Come on. Yeah. Just you know, I, me personally, 
I would think it's awesome if my bandmate played in a band such as Yonder Mountain String Band. You know, I mean, I understand you had to cancel a bunch of gigs, and that would piss me off too. But I think eventually you uh, would come around and be like, "How cool is this? Now you can actually promote Yonder Mountain on my flyer." Or, yeah. you know, we could say, like, my guy plays in Yonder Mountain. And it's not like you're playing with them, like, 365 days out of the year. No, thankfully. They, right? Yonder does, like, I don't know, 120 maybe. 120 shows a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think that was around the number they told me. Summertime. I mean, right now, they don't do any. Right. Nobody's <laughs> doing any tours right now. I'm home all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that would be kind of cool. I bet yeah. you if you guys did a live stream, just the two of you, I bet you guys would actually make a little bit of coin, you know, especially on the first one. That's the other thing I'm really hard. I, I mean, that would be awesome. It's the, that's the thing I'm, I'm bad at is um, like asking for money, like the the tip jar thing yeah. too on the live streams. I don't know. But just put your little I know. address up there and just throw it up. Know, you don't have to feels... really. Just, you, all you have to do is say it once. Hey, if you feel like helping me out, throw a little bit of money on my Venmo. <laughs> Dude, listen, I for know. lack of a better word, you are a starving musician right now. I am. And so you got to take and scrape and and That piece pillage. of tomato pie that you gave me was like the first it, thing I'd had to eat for, you know, hours. <laughs> go have some more. <laughs> <laughs> go eat, man. But no, seriously, though, man, you are a starving musician. And like you, yeah. you should look into that, and like don't feel bad. I mean, there's buskers out there, and I don't like that term busker, but there's street musicians out there that are that will play with a hat just to you know yeah. keep their daily expenses going. So I don't feel ashamed, man. Yeah, I don't know. I've always had weird hangups about stuff like that. Yeah, but I guess <laughs> there's no time like now to get over it. <laughs> yeah, man, get over it. Just do it. You know, I'm the same way too, Nick. When this whole thing first kicked off and, you know, we got stuck on this pandemic and this lockdown, I was like, oh shit, like, how am I going to keep Disruption Network going? We're gonna, we lost some advertisers. Like, nobody can yeah. afford to advertise now. No. And like, so I would put my Venmo link up. And let me tell you, man, people, especially in this area, are so generous and, and they, go, they're willing to help and they would love to help you, especially if you're creating music's a healer. And, yeah. and what you do is you heal people, man. You look at yourself as an entertainer, but you're also a healer. And it's also music's your best friend. It's my best friend. It's who I rely on when I'm down in the dumps. I put on some music. Or when I'm ready to go work right. out, I put on some music. Or if I'm happy, I put on some music. It's all based around music. Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, you help people with your music. And you have so many people and you have such support out there and people are saying hi to you right now on this live stream and like you you have the support and people will definitely help you out whether it's five ten fifteen twenty a hundred dollars it doesn't matter people will help you and now you've just made them all feel really guilty no man. So that, so <laughs> hit up my venmo too x-y-t-o-d-a <laughs> smooth so smooth <laughs> see ed siegel saying he he'll send you a tip nick see there's people out there that will help you I know for a fact. Thanks, Ed. I know for a fact. All you have to do is just get up there and play, and people want to see you play. You know, they do. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> I, I just got yelled at again. I didn't yell at you. <laughs> I, didn't, I can yell at you if you want yeah. me to. God damn it, Nick, you son of a bitch. You know? It'll make the Italian come out of me. Yeah, that'd probably be more effective. <laughs> <laughs> Put you over my knee and spank you, boy. Play the live stream. <laughs> No, but it is, man. People want to see you play, and, and like, there's nowhere yeah. to play right now. I mean, where'd yeah. you play? Brimfield maybe a couple times this year, and yep. uh, Woodland maybe a couple times this year, and that's it. Yeah. Think about it. Normally, you'd be playing 200, 220 shows a year, 
And yeah. maybe you even play 20 this year. So yeah. I do have one show coming up. Do you? Can well, I plug it? Of course. You know, that's okay. why you're here. All right. See, I'm learning the, the shameless promotion thing. Like, you know. See? Yeah. No, December 13th, I'm going to be at the Oneida Lake Brew House. Oh, cool. And uh, that's a Sunday. It's two to five. Is this by yourself? Just me. So, just you? Yep. So when you do a solo gig, what do you bring in, like banjo, mandolin, guitar, or just guitar? No, yeah. No, guitar, mandolin, banjo, fiddle. Fiddle, too? Yep. Yep. And uh, I get kind of just run through them all a few times, and by the time I'm done done doing that, I'm spent. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. And time to call it a day. I, I pack up and go. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. So what if you set up your iPhone right there during that thing? Well, that's the other thing is Facebook like kind of forced me to say that it was a live event when I created the event for it. I don't know. Everything's always changing with the app and stuff, and I'm kind of computer illiterate. You know, I don't do well with technology. But, yeah, so it says that it's a live event, and it wouldn't actually let me – I don't think it let me add the location or anything to, like, say that it was going to be a physical event, which is strange. But it is indeed physical, and I'm going to be there. But, I'll yeah, maybe I'll set up. I'll set up the phone, and I'll – even put my little Venmo on there. And You're right, though. Facebook has changed a lot. Like, yeah. they keep changing the game. Well, they keep... It was weird with, like, the uh, the election. How they, you know, they were... You, I don't know if you saw it, but they were they were disabling hashtags. Did you see that? In the week prior, they disabled, like, certain hashtags or whatever, so you couldn't hashtag things to do with the the election. Oh, really? Uh I guess did I say that was on that's on Instagram? Oh, but, Instagram. That's um, still the same company. Yes, yeah. it's still owned by them. But that was strange, you know. It's just like kind of censoring anything to do with the election. Yeah. Which I guess I get, but I don't know. It's just a what a what a year. What a year, right? It's been a whirlwind. That's why I keep calling it the Corona Coaster. There's it's been a lot of lows. There's been some highs though. What what are some positive things that have happened to you in 2020? Anything? What? There's been a lot of good stuff. You know, I, I got to know so many really, really nice people that I've never met right in my hometown. Oh, yeah? That, you know, because I'm always gone, right? And so all of a sudden I was home all summer and I got to go to parties. Well, I, was, I was being asked to play parties, you know? So I'd go and I'd play these private events and meet all these people from like right up the road. And that was, that's, that was really cool. Um, I would definitely say that was a high just getting to spend more time with family and friends and my wife and I getting to go do things, have date nights that, you know, would have just are normally just missed. You know, you just don't get to do that stuff. So that's great. I got my deck built. <laughs> you know, that was that was like a big thing that happened this year that, you know, um, I couldn't stop talking about for a while. I'm still talking about. <laughs> uh, did you do it yourself? I did. did. Yeah. And it looks like a musician built it, but you know, <laughs> but it, it's a deck. Uh, let's see what else. And then any, just any time that I, I've been able to get out and play, whether it was a private party or not, you know, there, there have been, there have been high points for sure. Yeah, exactly. There's Kinda. always silver lining to something, right? Yep. Is there anything you'd like to see stick around after Corona's done? <sighs> <laughs> that's a hard one. Well, I, I mean, the drive-in show thing is kind of cool. I have to say, like, I, I kind of want to go to one. I'm going to go pull in and do that kind of tailgating type thing that is happening, you know, because that's what it's like. They pull in and they've got some people are pulling out grills and they're, you know, doing whatever. I kind of would like to go experience that. And uh, I haven't had a chance to. 
there's not a lot of those shows happening right now, but I think, I think that's cool. I think, you know, we wouldn't want, I wouldn't want it to always be that, that that's all it is, but I think that maybe that should stick around. Yeah. I don't know. That's a cool concept. Yeah. It's different. At first I was dead set against it. Yeah. And, uh, as it went on and like, it's, if it's the only form of concert that we're going to get, then bring it. Yeah. And now working a couple and seeing how they operate, it is kind of a cool experience. You know, you're hanging out in your 20 feet and you can put up a grill, like you said, and yeah. tailgate. And some of the guys that have trucks, they back up and they're just kind of hanging out in the bed of their truck with their, yeah. in their lounge chairs like and camping stuff. camping so, and yeah. watching the band. Yeah, it is kind of a cool atmosphere. I don't know. Maybe that. Yeah. There's not much else. That There's I, not much else. No. That I would choose to keep. <laughs> you know? Uh yeah, it's just definitely with this uncertainty, though, man. But I would love to see you doing some recording, though. That would be the yeah. thing for you to... Well, Follow the Muse is is rehearsing right now specifically tunes to, to record. Are you up at Nate's place? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and Yonder's got a couple things coming out that I've been recording at home, getting my parts done. And then I've got a, I've got a few songs that I'm starting to develop that I think might just be like a solo album, too. Oh, that, cool. That I'll probably be working on this winter. So, yeah. Are you, so when you come up with an idea, are you like a memos guy? You write things down? Do you talk into your voice messages? How do you do that when you get an idea? Uh, it's pretty much like everything else in my life, which is that I'm really, really just scatterbrained. <laughs> so it could, it could manifest itself in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a memo, sometimes it's a, a physical note that I wrote a line down. Sometimes it's that I wake up in the middle of the night and I've got this idea and I'll just like write a verse and chorus and not record it, forget it, and then maybe come back to it a half a year later, like all of a sudden it comes back to me. It's, yeah, I wish I could tell you, but my, I don't seem to have a method too much. Is it more of uh, melodies or lyrics for you? Typically melodies. Melodies and then the lyrics come after? Yeah. Yeah. I just start humming and tapping on stuff and just kind of like. I just, I don't know. I, I know when it hits me, like the ins- inspiration, like just start humming. I don't know. That's really what I do. It sounds silly, but that's, that's what I start doing. Yeah. It's probably super annoying to be around. <laughs> you playing all these instruments. Do you have perfect pitch? No. No, not at all? No. No. Um, I think that would be some kind of, it would, it would be a trait you would have to have to play as many instruments as you do. Yeah. No. No. I wish I, I wish so badly, you know, I, I can see over the years like how much I've trained my ear, and I guess that's all it is—is is I just have, have trained it. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely not. Like the, <laughs> I've listened back to some old recordings of me singing when I was like in my teens, and it's just yeah, I can't even talk about it. It's, <laughs> it's really bad. It's so bad. Oh, we got a couple of people checking in. Meg saying we want Floodwood. I want Floodwood too. I, I would love to see that. Happen again. And I want Floodwood as well. Yeah. That would be fun. I, there's just something cosmic with you and Brady coming together. And, you know, and Jay, if you're out there listening, give the man a chance. Everybody deserves a second chance, you know. <laughs> you guys should come together, though. I think it would be awesome. I think you guys um, it created some magic out there for many, many years. And, 
You know, let's get back on the horse. I know Vinny would love to see that happen. And, and to add yeah. Tony, when you guys were playing with Tony Marcellus, yeah. who is like a phenom, and he's such a great all-around guy. And yeah. watching what Trey's doing right now at the Beacon Theater, because he also plays in the Trey Band, yep. and they've rented out the Beacon like every Friday night. And, so and cool. Some of the things, what they're doing is phenomenal. And that, yeah. and I love it, too, because... That band. That band's <laughs> ridiculous. And I love it because there's a few of my friends that play in that band, Tony being one of them. I'm like, oh, they, and I get all giddy now. Yep. You know, and to see it, and like, there's my boys. You know, it's That's so awesome. what Trey's doing is freaking phenomenal, and and to have Tony and Floodwood, and and he's so well versed and so smart and just educated. <laughs> he's so smart, he is. Yes, he's one of those people that like I forget completely how to talk around him because I'm like, oh man, I'm going to say something stupid. I just know it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and that man knows every restaurant in the United States. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. For sure. They're like, oh, yeah, I was in Pawtucket. Oh, there's this great diner off a of route, whatever. And <laughs> Yeah, and he's so interested in, in any new culinary experience that he hasn't had. Right. He's so desperate for a new culinary experience that I was telling him about these squirrels that I was having to shoot because they were getting in my house. Oh. I was picking them off with a BB gun. And, uh, yeah, they were destroying my house. And I told him about this, and I said, well, yeah, we actually cooked them up and tried them. And uh, he got so excited. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, I, I, yes, I ate squirrel, and that's a really weird thing to ha- admit on a podcast. But uh, I'm like, you shouldn't be this excited about trying squirrel, man. What was like, it like? Like, settle down. Uh, like, like chicken. Chicken. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Like I mean, well, if you, if you boiled it, okay, then you get rid of all the the gaminess oh, i got you but <laughs> i don't recommend it no yeah I, it's how probably how corona started yeah <laughs> but um it's survival of the fittest though too you know yeah <laughs> you just admitted that you ate squirrel <laughs> i love it i love it uh terry tanner saying waterville waterville loves nick and that's pretty much your hometown right yeah that's where you're where you're from Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's not where I... Raised? No, I no? grew up in Vernon. Oh, you grew up in Vernon. Yeah, okay. I moved to Waterville about eight years ago. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great town for us. Yeah. Really, really nice, laid back. Quiet. Yeah. Yep. Terry saying, great show. Awesome to see you, Nick. Looking forward to the Night of Lake House show. Cool. That's going on when? Plug that again? Uh, December 13th. December 13th. Sunday. It's two to five. Is your first time playing there? No, I've been there quite a few times, yeah. actually. Yeah. Floodwood's played there. Okay. Um, yeah, we've been there quite a bit. But that's it. That's the only show on the books right now. What a weird thing to say. Isn't it? Yeah. Because the other day I was looking at the calendar, like, what, you know, December's coming up. And this is, like, the first year in about, like, 15 years that I'm not working New Year's Eve. Wow. And it's yeah. it's just crazy. Like, what am I going to do on New Year's? Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. It's always been a fun day, an active day. You get together and, yeah. and you know, people get Man. together and make parties around it. But we've always had shows, I mean, with the electric company. And then that carried over for working with Mo a bunch of times on New Year's Eve at the Palace and in Rochester. And I've yeah. worked with Twiddle a few times on New Year's. And then we had Mo at the Stanley last year. And it's just always been something going on New Year's. This year, I don't know what to do with myself. Well, what do you want to do? Yeah, <laughs> can you play a show for me? Right. <laughs> we'll do, maybe we'll do a party here or something. There you go. You know, we'll put you up against the green screen behind this one. <laughs> There's a green screen back there. We can put you up there, and we'll put you anywhere you want. There's actually be. a green screen. Yeah, there? it's behind the black curtain. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> All right. I always wondered what was behind the black curtain. Yeah, <laughs> now I know. It's a dressing room. 
It's uh, oh. <laughs> it's the Uncle Louie dressing room. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's all making no, but, sense. Like, what are you doing for New Year's? Do you have any plans? Nope. Have you even thought that far ahead? Yeah, I have. And uh, there was a little talk of, of Yonder doing something. But again, it's like they've just been watching the numbers for COVID. And yeah, I think I think it's been scrapped completely now. But yeah. it was all up in the air. And uh, same thing, though. Kind of had those conversations like, Wow. I've been I've been so busy, you know, Christmas time through the new the new year for as long as I can remember. And then all of a sudden not. Crazy. Now I have to like deal with my family and stuff. <laughs> and I, like see people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> God, I don't know what to do with myself on New Year's. Nick is saying, ha or Nate's saying, Nick is a true redneck eating squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> you did admit that you ate squirrel. I did. That's that's funny. That's a little known fact, actually. Meg, we should come to Colorado for New Year's. I, I got to figure out something to do for New Year's. I don't know what to do. It's always been a, you know, a monumental day in a way. Yeah. Because there's always been a show. There's always entertainment based yeah. around it. And then after New Year's, you fall into that like winter state of like funk yeah. or depression. But like prior to all that, it's like, oh, yeah, it's cool. But before Corona Coaster. But there's now, always like those pillars of the year for for the shows. Yeah. And that's one of them. Right. That, you know, Halloween. Halloween, another one. Yeah. Did you guys do a Halloween show this year? No. No? We were scheduled for one. Uh-huh. And it got canceled the week of. Because of the, the numbers spiked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, man, off the top of your head, how many cancellations did you have this year? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Just doing the math, I think I did. I might have done. I might have gotten through forty shows with them this year, maybe. Oh, you have. You know, so I. I That's a lot. Con- yeah. Considering, and most of those that most of those were all before you know we're just in those first couple months of the year, mm-hmm. and then and then it all hit, but. Yeah, so there you go. If you did the math, I, I missed about 80 shows with them. And then I figured I would have been doing some solo and duo and who who knows what. Follow the muse. Other, yeah, exactly. Probably another 40 shows with those guys. <laughs> that, maybe not that much, but still. But it, still. Yeah, yeah. Overall, I would have thought I would have probably had another 50 shows total with everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, would have been reasonable amount for me to do. So it's a lot. It's a lot of shows. It is. It is, and then who knows with the uncertainty for next year? I mean, it looks like there's some vaccines coming on, yeah. right? But are you running to the to the doctor for a vaccine if it comes out and it's effective, ninety five percent effective? I'm, I'm not. Me neither. Yeah, because it, I'm like, well, usually with vaccines, like it takes a while to see, you know, what kinds of negative side effects, if any, right, are going to present themselves and. It's, I don't know. And also... I don't want to be that first guy in line that's like, well, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, I've lost all the feeling in my left side of my body. and (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this isn't so cool. Effective my ass. Yeah, you know. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. That's just me. But on the other hand, I'm kind of nervous about like, well, you know, is it going to be something I'm going to need in order to to go back to work? Am I going to have to have the vaccine? Mm -hmm. And then I'll have to make that choice. You're going to need all your shots. Yeah. Like you're a Rottweiler or something. Right. You know? Give you the old cocktail. Right. It's a shame, though. Yeah. It really is. I never thought it would ever come to this. This has just been so out of nowhere all year. Like, yep. 
I just want to press fast forward. <laughs> I want to go right to 2025. Yeah. Yeah. Just get through it. <laughs> just get through it. Get out of it. Yeah. Because who knows? I mean, even the, like the touring industry, it, like they don't know when they're coming back. You guys don't know when you're coming back. What the, like right now, what's like the somewhat plan for Yonder Mountain? Is there even what, a somewhat plan? I think at this point, no, I think we've kind of given up on that that mentality just because this year alone, I mean, there have been so many, oh, here, here's the, the somewhat plan, you know, here's what's coming up next sort of that we think or we hope that, it, and it just keeps getting moved all the time. And yep. it's just like, wow, why are we killing ourselves trying to figure it out? Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of adapt, you know, roll with the punches and hope for the best. So. Yeah, opting out of 2020 and the, but 2020 <laughs> is going to be gone in about a, a month from now yeah it's it goes by so fast man i mean what's today today's november 19th i know how fast does that go by yeah yeah so fast even though we've been stuck in our houses this year's flew by fast and slow right you know and time normally feels that way but this year definitely more so yeah but well, wow, this is very uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to like stay away from that conversation, especially it in is. our industry. Yep. You know, I you want to go back to work. I want to go back to work too. I yeah. love working the, in the concert industry. I absolutely yeah. love it. And like I told you before we went on air, it's not like I'm going to go out and get a job. If I were to go out and get a job, I'd have to quit on that employer like three months down the road or a month down the road. Yeah. I would feel bad. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You know, so there'd have to be some sort of understanding. But honestly, it's the only thing I freaking know yeah. is music and in sure. this industry. It's the only thing I know. It's it's in my DNA. It's part of my fabric. Yep. So what am I going to do? Go and push carts at, at Price Chopper or something like that? Yeah. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I'm going to go work at a restaurant. I, I did all that. Yeah. You know, I worked hard to get where I was at, even though I was working like three, four jobs, but it was three, four jobs that I loved doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Same thing with you. I mean, look at you, man. You, you, you've been out there on the road since you were 21 years old. I'm, do you want to get back to work? You want to get back out on the road? That's 10 years. Yeah. That you've been doing this. Yeah. You, you, you're pushing everything in a certain direction. And it's all going kind of the way you want it to or, mm-hmm. or differently or, you know, and you end up in a good place and then. All of a sudden, it feels like you're back to square one. Right. What's uh What's also been hard for me lately is, uh, so I, you know, you try to adapt a little bit, and like I've gotten back into teaching, and I'm teaching over at Big Apple. You know, they're those guys are so awesome. Yeah. Like, they just opened the door again. They're like, yeah, you want to come back? Oh, that's come back cool. to teaching. You know, it's just never a problem. And uh, the the thing that is kind of bugging me now is that my students are starting to freak out. Mm-hmm. So like here I am, I, I've finally gotten back a, a decent student load. Right. And now they're all like, well, what is it going to shut down? And there's all this talk of, of everything getting just closed back down. I'm like, so that I just finally got back into it. And now I probably am going to have to, <laughs> you know, I'm probably going to say goodbye to that too. And that idea of that is just like, ah, you just want to pull your hair out. You know, have you done any video conferencing lessons? Couple, couple, couple. Most people don't seem to enjoy them. Yeah. That much. That's been my experience. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. But I, yeah, it's just not the same. You can't, you know, just like the performances, you know, mm-hmm. but you just can't see everything as well. You know, the, the student can't pick up on what you're saying as, as well. Um, and the problem is the latency, too. A lot of times, yeah, a lot of times it's a rough internet connection. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it's just not worth it to do it. It's, it's more of a... It, 
uh, um, on hand type of thing that, yep. you know, when you're getting lessons, you want to be right there yep. seeing what's going on instead of watching it on your iPhone yeah. or on a computer. Yeah. Man. But we'll get back though, brother. And you know, I think, and I hope, I don't know though. Um, it, 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 I see it on both sides of the coin. It, it comes back and it could be bigger than ever, or it comes back at a slow and steady, gradual pace because you know, people are going to be a little freaked out about being in public. I'm freaked out about being in public. I, I barely go out. I don't do anything. You know, um, I can't stand going to the grocery store. I'm going to wear the mask and all that. And I'm not in a hurry to go to a bar or a restaurant. Right. So when this all does come back, I, I probably I'm going to be too old for any of that anyways. You know? <laughs> come like on, go, you're go, never too old for that. Going to a concert or something like that. I don't know if I'm in a hurry to go back to a concert. I'm in a hurry to go work a concert. But to maybe be in a crowd. Yeah. I don't know if I could be in a crowd anymore. Yeah. I think I lost that. I haven't lost that yet. No, you haven't? I still like to be in, in the audience, too. Like, it's a thing I love mm-hmm. to just be out there and be part of that energy. So great. Feel the vibe. Yeah, and there's something about it. Like, if you're a performer and you've been on the stage side, it helps you appreciate the whole thing, I think. Being, just being the onlooker, knowing what the band is experiencing, you know, and being in that awesome audience that is just there for that band and loving it. Uh, I've had some really fun nights watching Mo like that. Yeah. I'm just like, this is freaking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we're all just digging it and... It's just a big party. Yeah, it is for sure. So I haven't gotten that out of my system. Well, you're still young. <laughs> I'm a baby. You're still young. <laughs> uh, are there any bands you're listening to nowadays? Is there anybody you can uh, turn me on to? I've gotten really... <laughs> so I, I eat squirrel. <laughs> and uh, I've been listening to a lot of like more traditional bluegrass stuff oh, yeah? lately. I got back to my roots a little bit and just started... But also digging into music like bluegrass bands that I hadn't listened to before. So, so you like Del McCurry? Uh, I've actually listened to Del a lot in the past. So not so much Del this time around. Um, there's this band Sideline that I really like, and I've dug into some of the newer Lonesome River Band stuff. Oh, cool! Because I used to listen to Lonesome River Band when I was a kid, but now I mean they've had personnel changes and new music, and like they they actually are putting drums in their stuff. Like so, kind of more like a what Floodwood had for a setup, you know, bluegrass with drums and I don't know. Yeah. So probably not stuff you're going to enjoy. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? I love it all, man. I love bluegrass. Do you? Yeah. Wow. I did. You've never admitted that to me before. I love See? all kinds of music. All sorts friend. of things are coming out on this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love all kinds of music. I love everything from, you know, bluegrass to hip hop to death metal to the nice. only thing I don't like is today's country. I'm not a big fan of today because it's just pop. Gotcha. It, you know, it really is. It's yeah. Some of that overproduced stuff that I can't really get cutter. into. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you there. I already heard it before. Look at us just bashing country radio now. <laughs> That's okay. They, we bashed country radio the other day too when Genesee Joe was on. So, oh, really? So yeah, this is this is the program to bash country radio. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but some of the new country today, just not a fan of. I love the old school stuff. Sure. You know, Waylon Jennings, yeah. Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, you know, stuff like that. Gotcha. I love that stuff because yep. it tells a story. Yep. Today's country doesn't really tell a story like it used to, and that was the whole basis of country music back when it, its yeah. origins. Is yeah. It would tell a story. Yep. And just nowadays, it's not really about a story. It's more about a party. Yep. You know, it's like what... 
what hip hop used to be in the nineties, you know? Gotcha. And then when they're mixing hip hop with country, it's just like, stop, please stop. Don't <laughs> stop. You're just making an ass out of yourself. And people listen to it. And the people that are listening to it are the ones making an ass out of themselves. <laughs> stop. Just stop. <laughs> uh, I'm that dirty, I'm that old ang- angry grumpy man now. <laughs> I see that. Your your eight years of of 2020 have changed. Yeah, you. so eight years of 2020 that puts me right around 55. <laughs> You're looking good, though. Thanks, man. Go. Thanks. It's all the exercising that I haven't done in a month. <laughs> No, but anyways, so the coming up, you got a gig coming up uh, December thirteenth, December, December 13th. 13th, Oneida Lake House. Go there, check it out. Support now. This is a time, people, to support Nick more so now than ever because he's not gigging. He's got no gigs out there. So you got CDs for sale. They could buy your CD. How yep. can they get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Mm-hmm. They can. Do you have yeah. a website? I do, but it's kind of under. Under construction, I got you. Okay, <laughs> but they could pick you up on social media. And yeah, a, social media. There's a way to pick up some of your music and yep. whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it's on iTunes, just under my name. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they'd have to be able to spell it. But yeah, find me on social media. You, you usually be able to find it. I could spell your name now. You can P I C C I N I N N I. Dude, I'm so. It's almost like it's the the Mississippi of of the Italians, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so I'm you know that that means a lot. You are so not Italian though. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. My dad is though. If, da- you, if you met my father, you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> is he 100 percent Italian? Yep. Oh, he is. Yep. Okay. And w- looks it. What nationality is your mom? Uh, like a mix of stuff: Scottish, German, Irish, okay, Welsh. So the good half's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you hear that, mom? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mean that. I, no disrespect to your mom. No. Well, her side is definitely the squirrel eating side. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you get the squirrel eating from. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like Nick Piccinini. Wow, that's a nice Italian last name. And then you meet him, like this kid ain't Italian. There's nothing Italian about him. <laughs> yeah. I know. My sister looks Italian. Does she? Oh, yeah, completely. No, right on. Olive skin, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Dark dark hair. Yeah. You just get the handsome Italian looks. That's what you got. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out with me today, man. I'm glad oh, we finally fun. get to do it. And I know you brought your guitar, but we didn't even have time for you to play. Nah. And, and, you know, honestly, we're not really set up right now with the new studio setup. We're not really set up for bands. And, I, and that's something I need to work on. Yeah, you so know, you really music. do. I know. I you know. really do. If you, you know, you want to sit there and tell me that I have to put my Venmo out there and all this stuff, you're like, you need to set up for some music, man. I deserve that. You, yeah, you do deserve that. Uh-huh. You deserve better. <laughs> we could try. That microphone is on if you want to try something. All right. We'll play yeah, it. you want to try it? Play you out. I, all right. Play me out. Play me out. You're going to have to turn that mic over. You see that mic on the table? Yep. Yeah, you'll have to turn that over. We could try this. All right. Eh. Well, let's see what happens. I don't know. It might not sound that great, but it doesn't, doesn't hurt to try, right? Let's see here. Let's see if this will work. Nick Pincinini. And why Nick is... Ooh. I hear it. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa. Whoa. We have a we have a picking party. Yeah, I love it.
Yeah, buddy. There you go. Well, thank you so That's much. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you give people. It's four o'clock. I gotta go. <laughs> Nick Piccinini, he's out. Actually, if we get hit up his Venmo for playing on that. What's your Venmo? Give out your address. It's Nick Piccinini. Nick Piccinini. That's literally it. At Nick Piccinini. At Nick Piccinini. G- give him a tip today, people. He deserves it. He Tell him how you spell it again. P I C C I N I N N I. Your head goes up every time. It's the only way I can remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, much love to you, man. Thank you so much for you coming too, to hang out. We should do this again Thanks for really me. soon. And if you got like an album coming out or anything, please use my platform, man. I love when you come and hang out and Sweet. you know, let's get some promotion out there for you. Is what I'm okay. About. So <laughs> speaking of promotion, let's get some promotion out to my friends over at EJA Moving Services. If not for my sponsors, this podcast is not possible. So thank you to all my sponsors, especially Eddie over at EJA. If you're ready to move pretty much anything, if you're a touring rock band when the corona coaster is over and you need roadies they'll roadie for you it's that simple ejamoving.com or 315-335-0516 also much love to my attorney dave longaretta who's been keeping me out of trouble since like the early 90s thank you dave for all that you do for us here at disruption network give him a call today at 315-735-6162 don't forget we do have some disruption network merchandise hop over to our website disruptionnetwork.net get yourself into some d gear and uh, also, our friends, the Old Main, they're doing a live stream concert for us at the Westcott Theater. Purchase tickets, people. It's going to be a great show. It's happening on December the 5th at 8 o'clock. Uh, our boys from the Old Main doing it up live stream style. So uh, make sure you get your tickets for that. Showclicks.com backslash the Old Main. So follow, like, subscribe, all things Disruption Network on all the social media platforms. Nick, thanks again, man. It was thanks, great man. to see you. And you guys all have yourself a good weekend. Later.